Hello, friends, and welcome to the Monday Show 36. I'm your host, Wes. With me, as always, my good friend, Roots. Roots, search your feelings. Yeah. Let the fourth guide you. Yeah, may the fourth be with you, man. Um, may the fourth be with you as well, sir. Yeah, super psyched. Super psyched for the fourth of uh, May because it's, uh, it's a warm time, Wes. Anytime I can wear shorts is a good month, and, uh, and everything's turning green. You know, I, I tell customers a lot, you know, God must like blue and green because those colors are prevalent everywhere. They're my favorites, too. Yeah. So. Yeah. And you can do so much magic on the uh, on the screen. You can have little colorful squirrels going behind you and all because of the power of the green. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. The green screen. Yeah, I love it. I love it. But uh, yeah, it's May the 4th. It's the International Star Wars Day. Uh, so much we could do to celebrate this, right? We've got Vader Immortal. We could play through again, which, you know, for whatever reason, I I uh, uninstalled the other day because I thought, you know what, I'll, I won't be playing this for a while. And mm. uh, so now that's gone. But uh, I'm pretty sure I've got a, um, a 3D copy of one of the movies, one of the Star Wars, one of the new trilogy that uh, I haven't watched yet. So maybe that's what I'll do today. You have any special plans for May the 4th? Ah, just the Monday show tonight. Um, you know, what's funny is uh, I wonder if I haven't looked at the lineup, but wouldn't that be an amazing 3D movie for big screen to be playing right now um, on May the 4th? And uh, people that haven't seen it, like I'm, I think Gaming Science Teacher hasn't seen that series. I'm, I know Star Trek she's just starting to get into. So uh, that would be a good one for people, you know? That would be perfect, man. If they could get some of those, you know, Star Wars, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings. Can you imagine watching like the Lord of the Rings extended cut in 3D in big screen? Yeah, well, you can't be watching that if you're a, a Quest player. Well, I guess if you plug it in, just so long, the extended cut, man. You'd have to stop oh, yeah. it and, you know, every two hours you'd stop and then come back for another two hours. That thing is long as hell. I love it. But yeah, you're right. If you if you're not willing to plug in and watch, then uh, that one could get difficult. Any of those, really. Yeah, yeah, but those are good ones. You know, I'd love to see Harry Potter in in 3D as well. Man, I'm rooting for big screen right now. I mean, the it's such a advantageous time for them right now because not only can people not go to the theaters, but uh, since that happened the big motion picture studios have been releasing the movies on demand on television like they never would before because they were always afraid that piracy would ruin their their uh, business model well they're they're finding out that on demand was way more successful than they ever thought it would be they're making tons of money doing it that way piracy's i mean it's always been there anyway it's not going to change anything but um Universal Studios came out the other day and said that their on-demand business has been so successful that uh, they're going to keep doing it even after the theaters reopen. And this, in turn, really pissed off the theaters, uh, so much so, in fact, that I think it was the AMC theaters came straight out and said, you know what, we'll never show another Universal picture again in our cinemas ever. That's I mean, crazy. they didn't. They didn't even try to negotiate. They just come over and said, "You know what? We're done." And uh, with all this turmoil and strife between the theaters 
and the motion picture companies and the fact that the motion picture companies now that they can know that they can now make money uh selling directly to the home i mean what a big opportunity for big screen right yeah yeah that's crazy everything's changing man i was just talking to somebody the other day and they were saying how um they're they were joking in their in their office space but he was saying he believes it's going to be true and i do too that there's going to be a lot of retailers that are businesses that their overhead is their you know everybody's working from home and they're finding out hey this works you know we're doing it we have to do it now but why are we having people come in anyway so i think there's going to be um a difference in that as well but yeah that's uh huge for big screen um and it i guess it, it the movie theaters it'll have to adjust because you know they charge for each reel you know for the movie theaters to get it for x amount of time so i would imagine that it, that price is going to plummet um and there's still something to be said about going to the movie theater having your popcorn your drink all that stuff um i somebody said it in the discord one time about the audio being superior than the experience for the movie theater so you're not going to get that at home for a lot of people so there'll still be a market for it um it just depends on how much of a market and will uh people be too afraid to go out because i know some people in the discord are saying even in uk man they're they're trying to loosen some of the things and the people are like no don't let us go outside and um it's such a weird thought to me because uh, I want to go outside, Wes. I want to go outside all the time, and I don't want somebody telling me I can't go out in my garden. Uh, it really would piss me off, I think. Well, I think the, that there's definitely always going to be a space for the uh, the theaters, um, but I feel like they're kind of getting what's coming to them. I mean, they've raped the consumer for so many years uh, the way that they've profiteered and taken advantage of uh and price gouge mm -hmm. uh, for for lack of a better word uh they're gonna have to readjust their business model there's still a place for them they're still going to be able to cut an obscene profit it's just not going to be what it was and uh i think that's a good thing i don't think that's such a bad thing at all yeah so you're seeing it saying five dollar movie tickets again uh maybe a dollar for popcorn you know i think the um the dollar movie theaters have it right because it's just there's it's too expensive man when you're paying six dollars for a large popcorn and six dollars for a drink and um you've got a family and you've already paid 50 bucks for four of you to get in uh it starts to become almost ridiculous for the average person to go into um with anybody but themselves like as a single person it's no big deal but for someone like yourself that's got several kids and a wife I guarantee you it it's a discussion whether you're going to go to the movies and you're going to make sure you go to the right time and you're going to get the cheapest price and maybe you bring in the drinks with you and um it just uh it's gotten way out of control so i agree it's a good adjustment they're going to have to make or they're going to die yeah i agree it's uh and the the experience is superior in many ways audio definitely you know having the the surround sound all the way around the 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 space makes a big difference and plus that huge screen uh as big as they are in vr it still doesn't really compare to a gigantic movie screen and you know who knows maybe something like this will um spur them on to invest in more things like imax hmm. like imax theaters that's a different technology that's that's something new something different uh maybe instead of imax being such a special 
thing now. Maybe it should become more the norm. Maybe when you go to the, the theaters, that's what you're paying for. You're paying for this gigantic, curved, immersive experience, uh, unlike the uh, the old school movie theater experience. Yeah, you're right. Because I, um, if I have a choice to go to one, if I'm going to pay 15, 16 bucks, that's what I'm going to go see is the IMAX. Uh, maybe even in 3D if it's a good enough movie, but it's been so long since I've gone to a movie theater. I don't, who knows what the hell's out there now. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm the same way. I, my kids and, and wife, they still go sometimes, but for me, it's it's got to be something. I mean, the movie has to drive me on to go, you know. I normally go see the Star Wars when they come out. Uh, I heard Bill and Ted 3 is going to come out. I might would be compelled to go see that. Uh, but for the most part, I, I don't, I don't go to the theaters anymore. Yeah. Bill and Ted three, man. I, uh, the second one was so bad compared to the first one. Hopefully they learned and they go back to the basics and make the first, the third one good. Um, cause like I said, that first one was, or second one was not the best. No, yeah, I liked it. All right. It was, of course it wasn't as good as the first one, but I thought it was good. You know, when I was younger, I haven't watched it in many years, but, um, what's really going to be the bummer about it. I mean, of course the whole thing is it's going to be a nostalgia trip, right? It's, that's going to be the whole selling point of it. But, uh, George Carlin's not with us anymore. So Rufus, no Rufus, man. How are we mm. going to have Bill and Ted without Rufus? Yeah. Well, maybe Bill and Ted have learned enough. They don't need Rufus anymore getting in their way. We like, you know, well, we told Rufus to step off, you know, we got this. I think we all could uh, learn something these days from uh, from Bill and Ted. And uh, with that said, I'd like to impart to you all that you should be excellent to each other. Yeah. And party on, dude. Yeah, party on. And if you haven't already, and I question what's wrong with you, subscribe, man, because that's what Rufus would want. He really loves <laughs> when people subscribe to the virtual strangers channel even though he's doing it from the other side of the grave um yeah i appreciate rufus yeah R rufus rufus <laughs> always looking out for the virtual strangers yeah man he's cool anyway uh it's a new month roots it's may and as always we're gonna do what we always do we're gonna go back and name the games of the month for april we're gonna take a look ahead into may and see what we have coming uh but before we get to that let's do as we always do on the monday show let's do what the monday show is here for and let's talk about what we've been playing yep sounds good
So, you know, Roots, oddly enough, I was just thinking not that long ago, maybe two or three weeks ago, it dawned on me that it would be really cool if somebody were to make a really elaborate hedge maze in VR. You know, you've seen this trope in many forms of media before, whether it be cartoons or television shows or even movies, these big labyrinths between the hedges, and sometimes it can get kind of crazy in there. And uh, it occurred to me that there's a lot of potential for this in in VR, and not maybe three or four days after this occurred to me, I was on Reddit doing what we do on Reddit, you know, looking for people to help, and I stumbled across this game developer, uh, first-time game developer doing a VR game, who was looking for beta testers for this game, Looking Glass. And as it turns out, it's a hedge maze game, Roots. But uh, if that isn't cool enough, it's kind of a, a horror, you know, kind of a spooky hedge maze, which I thought was kind of cool. And even though I don't tend to uh, like to opt into beta testing very much, I decided, you know what? What the hell? Let's uh, help this guy out. And, um, and so... So we checked it out. This game's called Looking Glass. It's from Wakeless Studio. It just released on Steam VR on the 1st of May. And, and shortly after I talked to this developer, uh, I'll let you know about it. And you entered the beta as well. Uh, what did you think about Looking Glass? Ah, well, my first thought, like I, whenever I think of hedge mazes, I think of Johnny. I was looking for him over my shoulder from The Shining. And uh, he wasn't there, thank God, because that's the last person I want to run into. Um, but yeah, no, I um, I like you said, I I the premise sounded cool to me, um, and I wanted to check it out, and uh, I thought it was pretty cool, you know, um, definitely unique as far as the mirror goes. Um, a lot of times I was walking backwards in the horror thing. I don't like that. That's creepy as hell. Um, not really. You're looking over your shoulder to see where you're going. Um, and, uh, it definitely had some weird vibes to it. Um, but as we were talking, you know, that's one of the things I know the developer is looking for, um, feedback and we've already given it to him and he's, uh, taking it into consideration. Um, you know, cause it's a lot like dread halls in a way. Um, and, uh, you know, that was my first thought is, uh, I want to see more enemies. I want to see, um, like dozens of different things coming at me or things to watch out for. And, uh, but other than that, I, I, I feel like, um, it was, it's a good, um, good premise and something good to build on for sure. Yeah. So that, that was the biggest difference between my vision of a hedge maze and what we have here. Uh, you know, my vision of a hedge maze was in broad daylight. You're, you're in this gigantic labyrinth of hedges and you never know what's going to be around each corner, you know. It could get weird. You, there could be statues. There could be creatures. Uh, the the maze could change around you. Th this was my vision for a hedge maze. And this is something very different than that. Uh, what Looking Glass is, is a procedurally generated uh, hedge maze at night. So you start off in the dark. And it's very difficult to see unless you look through the mirror they give you a handheld mirror and you can hold it up to look behind you or around corners or however you want to use it but the mirror kind of works like a night vision so even though it's too dark for you to see with your own eyes you can see perfectly fine in the mirror 
and the uh, the basis of the game here, what you're trying to do is you're trying to make your way out of the maze to this tree that's pretty much just made out of light. It's a, a beautiful white light tree. Uh, but the way you do that is you have to find these four pillars. And you're, you're searching for these pillars. When you find one, you shine light on it using your mirror. And it changes. It morphs in front of you. And, uh, and you go on. And uh, as you're searching for these pillars, you come across these beings. They're called the darkness. And basically, that's what they are. They're just this floating you know darkness that has these two wicked evil looking eyes and uh, when you see one of those things you better turn around and run um, but the, the way this works is uh, you can find the first couple of pillars fairly easily but when you hit the third one out of four the music changes and all of a sudden there's more darkness in the maze than there was before and then when you hit the fourth one, the last one, uh, it gets nuts, right? So, like, the music changes drastically, and there's darkness almost around every corner. So it's really difficult, even though now you know where the tree is. You can see that thing from a mile away. Uh, you know your way out. It's hard to get there because there's darkness everywhere. So that's kind of the, uh, the concept here. Um, and, you know, if you make your way out of the maze... It just starts over and the layout changes. So uh, I, I really thought this was pretty cool. You know, it, it does have a lot of Dreadhalls feel to it. Um, but, you know, it's a lot more basic than, than Dreadhalls. It's, um, I would call it Dreadhalls light with a rear view mirror. It would be my best way to describe it. Uh, and, you know, that's okay because one... Again, this is a first-time developer, and there was absolutely no jank, no broken jank. Everything worked great. And two, um, five bucks, Roots, which I think is a really fair price for what you get here. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely fair, especially if you like enjoy going through mazes, trying to find your way out. And like you said, it gets crazier as you go on. Um, I didn't make it out of the way, met the maze, Wes. I know you did. Um, so thank God you finished it, because uh. I kept getting hit by those darkness and I, I didn't make it, but, um, but yeah, I think $5 is very fair for this game. And, um, hopefully the dev has uh, taken everything we've told him and, and is going to continue to add on to this. And, um, I mean, it has a lot of potential to be an amazing game. Um, but for $5, it's definitely worth what, what you're getting for sure. And, uh, yeah. just keep an eye on it. Yeah. He, he was definitely receptive to, uh, the criticism that I gave and you know I wasn't overly critical but mainly what I told him is I think the game could use a little progression after you beat it once uh, I feel like maybe the difficulty should scale up a little bit maybe the the maze could get a little bigger maybe like you said there could be more enemy types other than just the one uh, but the darkness they're, they're pretty jarring when you come across them I mean uh, uh, you can barely outrun them. You're just slightly faster than they are. So when you see them, you pretty much have to just turn around and go the other direction. But um, where, where the real difficulty lies is not running into another one when you're running from one, right? Yeah, and I, it's amazing. You're, I got turned around and I, so many times, and I'm like trying to run from one, and I run into the next one, and, and then Roots is dead. It was very sad, but... 
um yeah it's definitely like i said worth uh worth the five dollars definitely worth checking out and um you know i'm excited to see where this dev can take it because for a first um time dev like you said it there's no jank it runs very well and um i i just like the the looking glass it was definitely unique and you know i did find myself running backwards a lot uh you maybe you didn't maybe you looked real quick and then took off running but uh um I just didn't want to run into that darkness. And I guess you're, yeah. you're the way you did it worked better for than mine because you finished it. Yeah, well, what the way I handled it was is, is whenever I saw one of those guys, and you could tell, you can even hear them when you get close to them. Um, I would just turn around and run the other way and hold my mirror up so I could see uh, when it stopped pursuing me. Mm. Uh, but, but the thing about this, this maze is so, so long and winding uh it's easy to to lose your sense of direction in it like more than once i felt like i was on the other side of the maze from where i started and i would turn around the corner and be right back at the very beginning right where i started at yeah. uh, so that i mean that's one of the cooler aspects of uh of being in a maze right yeah that's the whole point of going in a maze it's like you want to find your way out but you can't you get turned around and uh I don't know, just being at night, it makes it a little bit different as well. So I want to know what magic looking glass he's got there because, man, it looks really good the way you can look through it and uh, see everything well lit up. So, Yeah, and some of the stuff, I mean, I don't want to give too much away, but some of the stuff really looks uh, different uh, through the mirror. Did, did you uh, did you come across any of these statues that are in the maze? I did, did, and uh, definitely just like in the trailer, it looks, um, you look at it through the mirror and it looks completely different and creepy um you know i'd like to see some of those i don't know man that was the the best thing in dreadhalls for me was the moment that i was i saw that statue and i was like i talked smack to it and then i um, <laughs> i was going along and then i turned around and it was right there and i was like oh my god like that scared the hell out of me um and the fact that i had just been talking smack to it uh, made me feel like it really was responding and uh, it was cool yeah, that got me as well. The the gargoyle in Dread Halls yeah. made me jump out of my, my skin. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, everything's uh good here. It's solid. It, it looks looks pretty good. It sounds. I mean, the sound effects uh they're not overdone, but what's there is good. Like uh you're outside at night, so there's crickets and stuff, right? The echo works the way you feel like it would, and uh, everything seems natural as far as that goes. And uh, for five bucks, it's definitely worth a playthrough. It's something that I could see myself going to uh, every now and then. It doesn't take long to play it. You're either going to win or lose, you know, within 15 or 20 minutes. You're going to be done either way. And uh, for five bucks, I feel like it's a, a, solid, um, a solid title to add to your library. And uh, I definitely recommend it. Absolutely. Me too. We all lost everything. Everything but our stories. And they shouldn't be forgotten.
Okay, so this next title that we're going to talk about that we both played, um, I kind of could do this as a backlog report, sort of, but at the same time, it's kind of like a because I said so as well, because Scion has beat us over the head so many times about abduction that I kind of feel like uh, felt like it was time. You know, we needed to get into it. I wanted to play it anyway, and he keeps bringing it up. So uh, when, when I was looking for something to play, uh, you know, it was kind of an easy decision this time. Yeah, and it's kind of ironic that it comes from uh, a similar uh, company, Cyan. What is it? Say Cyan. Cyan, Cyan. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that myself. Yeah, no, this game actually, um, I had played it a year ago or so with my daughter. Um, and uh, at that time, the the locomotion was a little weird. They fixed that since then. So I went back into it and uh, as well. And I couldn't believe this. The story was so much better than I remember. Like, it really drew, drew me in um, and made me want to know what the hell is going on in this world because it's so bizarre. Um and I'm just scratching the surface. And we both went in about an hour and a half, which was kind of funny as well. And um, it was just this, this world has, has got some crazy stuff going on. So, Yeah, so I'm, I'm fresh out of this game. Like, I, I just played it. Like you said, I put about 90 minutes into it. And to be honest, man, I feel like I barely did anything in it. The time went by so quickly. Uh, the, the initial area of the game is so large and there's a lot to look at and, you, and the whole time you're trying to figure out what's going on, uh, the time just kind of flew by after I got into it I, and it was a bit of a struggle. Uh, you know, we got off on the wrong foot. I, I booted up the game as soon as I told it to play it in Oculus VR mode. It tells me that the headset that I have hooked in is not supported but then i click ok and it boots up just fine and plays so all right whatever so i get in the game and i go through this little intro part you know that he just got out of the uh, camp site there and uh as soon as the uh, thing from the sky comes down and abducts you um the game froze and crashed on me and mm -hmm. i took my headset off and my screen told me that I was out of VRAM. And if you don't know, for those of you who don't know out there, I run a 1080 Ti. I've got plenty of VRAM. So for this thing to crash it, man, it must be using a lot. So uh, I had to go back into my Oculus Tray tool, set my standard 150 down to 120. And then I went into the game and set it from uh, Epic on to High. And after that, everything worked fairly smoothly. Did you have any kind of optimization or performance issues with it? Uh, no, but what I thought was kind of funny, it's funny that you say that as far as that, you know, it gives you literally says, do you want to run it regular Steam VR or Oculus VR? And then for it to tell you after you've clicked on Oculus that it doesn't support it, even though it's in the menu as an option, um, but then does work. Uh, you know, I didn't have it super sample, so that, or at least much, so, um, as high as you did, so it would probably be that the case, but, um, man, this game is beautiful, right? And, uh, um, the puzzles, this is a game, and I knew this going in, it, it doesn't hold your hand. You just go in there and you just trial and error, figure stuff out. Um, I, and I really, uh, was impressed with all the different little nodes like this telling the story, you know, each one of them is 
you know, different people in the city saying, hey, this is what is going on. You know, this is the, the big tree and this is where we get our water and we're not sure how it works, but, you know, thank God we have it. And it's just, it was really cool. I, I just thought I was impressed with the, um, just pretty much everything with this game. Yeah, I thought it was uh, a super awesome sci-fi feel to it because you're in like this old 1800s, you know, mining camp is what this town is that you're in. But if you walk to the edge of the boundary, you can see you're on an alien world. You're just kind of in a bubble here. This is a habitat that they've built for you. Uh, so immediately you have this weird feel about you. But uh, at the same time, I mean, this game totally feels like mist. It has that same oddness to it. And playing it, I got that same feeling that I used to get with mist that I have to be super perceptive here because any little thing can have meaning to it. And you know, you're going to have to come back to every area a hundred times before this thing's over with. And, uh, so it really makes for, uh, uh, an interesting, um, dynamic in VR, uh, or, or just in general, uh, because, uh, you know, we're just, like you said, just starting to scratch the surface of the story and uh you know i'm intrigued yeah me too and i just now was watching that um talk back from farley and uh you know i i, I don't know who's you know i told you before we started like uh i don't trust cw and um and he it's just such a weird man she's just telling you you know be careful cw might be here um but then cw tells you when you run into him you know he makes it sound like I don't know. It's just so weird, dude. I, I have a bad feeling about that dude, and, and he's rude, Wes. If you go back to him a second time, he's not very nice, and uh, he made me sad. So um, I, I just want to know more about what's going on in this story because it, it, it just like you were saying, it's hooked me now, and now I'm going to be going back into this. Um, and uh, you're right. You're running back and forth. I must have gone to some of these areas 100 times already. Um, trying to figure out stuff. I didn't even look at these graves. Um, but uh, one thing I, my own, one of my biggest gripes about this game, and it's not really the game's fault. It's just when it was made. But I was telling you, I um, I want to interact with a lot of stuff. And uh, it's very, very limited in what you can interact with. Um, if you can't interact with it, then it's not important, um, which I guess is kind of good. But, you know, sometimes I just want to pick up something or look at it closer or whatever. And this is clearly, uh, you know, an older generation uh, flat game brought into VR. So, Yeah, that, that's the thing here. It's a, uh, it's a flat game, right? You can tell that this was a flat game. It wasn't made for VR. So your hands just kind of pass through everything. Unless it's something, like you said, that you're meant to interact with, the rest of it's just kind of like a hologram that you can just pass right through. Um, so yeah, that was definitely jarring and it makes me excited for firmament actually, because, uh, they're working on firmament right now, the same developers that made this game. And that's going to be their first from the ground up for VR game. And, uh, I got to imagine not only will we be able to interact with a lot more, but as good as this look, I mean, it, you could still, the graphics were a little dated in it. Uh, I got to imagine that, you know, anything they release in 2020 is going to be just 
jaw dropping, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you were mentioning, you know, like uh, with CW, CW, you were hoping he would tell us about what those bees are. Me too, man. What the hell are those bees? I'm sure Scion knows before I tell us right, you know, in the chat. But uh, um, no, I um, I thought it looked good. Like you said, a little dated graphics, but super sampled looked good. And um, I don't know. I just, uh, the, the story to me, I just want to know what's going on. The more I go through, um, I want to know why I'm been abducted and thrown into this world and um, why is it even there? What's the point of it? You know, uh, I mean, these people that have been there that did these, um, holograms, um, I don't even know when they disappeared or what happened. I mean, they clearly left it behind so that if somebody else came, you would know what's happening. How did they know more people were going to get pulled into it and what is happening? <laughs> I want to know. So, yeah, you could tell this is, um, uh... This is a, a very, um, I don't know, kind of scripted experience for people who they abduct and bring here. Uh, now, the question is how much of it's real and how much of it is just show for the new recruits. Uh, who is CW? Is he a real dude or is he part of the act as well? And, and what about um, Farley? You know, Farley, you, you could tell that, that she was kind of like, well, uh, I guess I'm Farley, you know, and uh, yeah, uh, so I guess since you're seeing this, uh, whatever it was I tried must not have worked, and you know what I mean? So you can tell there's something definitely underlying there with her, and uh, everything's question marks here, and, and this game, this is the type of thing that really appeals to me, right? It's got a compelling story, it's got... Uh, you know, uh, it's a thinker. It's something that you're going to have to contemplate the whole time you're in it. Puzzles everywhere. The whole the whole world itself is a puzzle. And, the, you know, on top of that, it looks pretty good. The sound effects, I thought, were absolutely awesome. Like the music, the music was great. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Now, um, from what Scion says, there's some world, when you get to a certain place, he says it'll rival almost anything you see in VR. It'll blow your mind away. That is also going through my head. I want to get to that. Um, and just, to, I don't know, like you said, it's a thinking game. Um, it's one that I'm actually enjoying thinking. And um, just the different, oh, here's CW, that bastard. You know, that doorbell, I was like, ding dong, ding dong, ding dong. When I went back the second <laughs> time, I think I pissed him off, Wes. And, uh, and he came back and he was just like, you know, I can't remember what he said. He just... You know, I, I'm not, I can't hold your hand. He was rude. I was like, I wanted to reach through that thing and slap him. But um, I don't even know if he's in there because like you said, it looks, it looks weird. It looks like almost like a projected image on that and rather than somebody being inside. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what the hell is going on, but I don't trust him. And especially after I saw what Farley just said about him, about how uh, CW might be here. And then he's acting like he's, you know, uh, like you said, he's he's telling you to go turn the power on. Well, why can't you turn it on if you know how? Um, so I don't know. I'm 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 very curious about who this dude is, and uh, um, I want to find out. Yeah, definitely odd of him this to uh, straight away not answer any questions for you, just tell you what you need to go do, but not give you any information about how to do it. Um, yeah, kind of kind of rude and suspect. So. Um, I don't know. I thought it did look kind of cool, though. I'm so used to having, you know, these rendered characters in front of me in VR. Uh, well, this was actual video footage, but it did have 3D depth to it. 
so that was kind of cool, I thought. Yeah, it was different. And uh, so I just, I have a feeling that um, this is my perception. He's trapped in there and he's trying to trick me into letting him out. And I don't want to let him out, Wes, but I need to turn the power on to do anything. So I'm, I'm kind of stuck in a conundrum. Do I leave him in there and just not turn the power on and not go anywhere? Or do I turn it on and then somehow let him out? And then he like turns into jack from the resident evil and he wants to kill me i don't know i don't know what's going to happen um but there was so much coolness to this as far as even the puzzles were different you know they weren't um traditional uh puzzles so i've i really enjoyed the puzzles that i've ran into so far and uh i don't know i thought it was cool yeah i think we're gonna have to beat and gal bound and, and gag sigh on to uh not spoil any of this for me uh I'm sure, I'm sure we'll come to you for advice when we need it, but man, uh, we'll come to you. Don't bring it to us. I don't want any of this spoiled. I, I'm the type of person that'll s stick with something for hours, days, even if I have to, until I figure it out on my own. I don't want help. Um, uh, but, uh, I, I'm sure, uh, I think you are the type of person that, that will, you're not pr too proud to ask for help like I am, but, uh, I'm sure you want to give it a good go as well uh, before you get to that, right? Yeah, I want to, um, like you said, ask rather than be told just because um, I do want to try to do it for myself. I just don't want to spend days stuck in a spot and then play for a little bit and then get stuck in another spot for another day or so, you know. Um, I don't have that much time. But that being said, I, you know, it's always good to to try for as long as you're willing to try. Um, and I definitely don't have too much pride to uh, to try. Now, I wanted to move this red laser, and it didn't let me. I was very upset. I got to get uh, there, but they wouldn't, didn't let me do jack crap to it. So um, I don't know what the deal is with that. But Yeah, I was the same way. It kind of pissed me off a little bit because it's obvious, right? You're supposed to be moving these things, uh, but you can't. Not from there. So uh, we got to find the control switch routes. Where are the switches? Yeah, it's probably behind a closed door somewhere. Um, but now nah, so far the, the hour and a half I spent in, um, I've enjoyed and I will be going back to it. Uh, if anything, just cause I want to see how the story progresses and know what the hell's going on. Um, so they did a good job as far as that, but I mean, it's, it's cyan, you know, they, they missed all of those, those games. There's a reason why people loved them is because the story was so good and the puzzles were good. So, and they definitely nailed it on this one. And I am like you, I'm totally psyched to see firmament, uh, way more than i was before so yeah i'm I'm kind of frightened roots i'm frightened at how long it's actually going to take me to get through this thing because i'm hooked now just like mist i'm hooked and uh i'm going to be going back into it for sure uh but but like i said i put an hour and a half into it and i don't feel like i've done anything yet hardly uh so how long how much of my time is this game going to take uh only time will tell yeah i bet a lot because uh you know i i only got a little bit further than you did and that's just because i don't stop and look at every single thing like you do um you know usually you'll take a, a good uh, third of time more just because you're very meticulous of, of looking at everything so so let me ask you this when you finally run across that thing that they keep beating you over the head and telling you hey be sure you don't get close to this thing 
Are you gonna go close to? Are you gonna get close to it? Or are you gonna stay away? Uh, I don't know. You know, I saw that the, the sign everywhere. Hey, don't go near this thing unless it's disassembled. And I was like, what does that mean? Um, probably will have to get close to it just to see what happens. But uh, I don't know. You know, it's it's something's going on there um, that definitely makes you wonder um, why they don't want you near it and what's gonna happen if you do um so i don't know i probably will get close to it now you know what this game reminded me of hmm. it reminded me of a gigantic version of uh the gallery you know the gallery one and two uh i felt like it kind of played like that even though the other was you know the gallery's made for vr so you can interact with a lot more stuff but i feel like the, it has the same kind of weird story and the same kind of uh you know a puzzle and the same kind of thinking going on here as goes on in the gallery. Yeah, you're right. It does uh, have like a gallery feel to it. Now, let me ask you this. Did it take you a while to go through that blue beam or did you just run it? Because I thought I was going to die for a little bit running into it. So I avoided it. And then I was like, where the hell am I supposed to go? And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to try here. And I ran in and nothing happened. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, uh. I was avoiding that yeah. for like 45 minutes. Well, I certainly approached it slowly and walked up to it. And there's a pattern to uh, the plume that it puts off. And uh, if you time it right, there's a gap in it. So uh, the first time I went through it, I timed it and ran through the gap. But as I was coming out of that thing, uh, I just said, you know what, screw it. I'm going to just run through it. And sure enough, nothing happened when I ran through it. Yeah, I thought that was weird. I was like, oh, God, I was avoiding that for nothing. Um, but no, the I think the um, atmosphere is definitely good. They definitely did a good job of um, just everything. And uh, was there any point of you that I was kind of pissed I couldn't get to that tree also? You know, there's, oh, this cool tree. This is the tree. And then I get to that gate, and I'm like, I want to get through there, but it won't let me. Um, yeah, you can see the switch to open the gate, too, if you look around here. And uh, you can see that you can go inside that door. That was really one of the more frustrating things about this game for me is you come uh, to a lot of doors that you can interact with. But I don't think I actually opened one door. Like, they were all closed and locked. Yeah, it must have something to do with the power or something because I haven't been able to get into any of those doors either. Although I did get the power on and um, uh, still wasn't able to. But... Um... You know, I don't know if you, when you went down to that power thing, uh, you can see it shows you where powers to where it's gone to once you, um, or, you know, it's kind of like a map kind of, I guess. I don't know. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Well, uh, definitely looking, uh, forward to getting back into it. Probably would still be in there if I didn't have to uh, record the Monday show. So, uh, I don't know who knows, maybe after the Monday show airs this evening maybe i'll get back in there and uh give it some more of my precious time yeah anyway uh that's going to bring us to our game of the month discussion for april and uh you know march everything was just kind of cut and dry we knew walking in what the game of the month was going to be uh even though uh, you know we had to have a bit of a discussion about it we knew the whole time that, that Half-Life was going to take it. Uh, a different story for April Roots, and I feel like uh, we've got a real discussion, a real debate ahead of us this time. Yeah, I agree.
Well, when I say that there is a, a debate coming, uh, I'm referring specifically to uh, PC VR because when we look at PSVR in the month of April, there really is no debate. Uh, in fact, there is no list here. I have one game listed that's notable from PlayStation VR in April and uh, the complete opposite, again, of March where they had uh, a few bangers come out in March and I feel like May's going to be the same way, but April, not so much. I mean, we had games. I mean, there were games that came out. There was Sharknado. There was Disaster Report 4. Uh, there was Spuds Unearthed. But none of those, I really felt, were worth featuring. The only game that I felt like really deserved to be considered for any kind of a Game of the Month award was the one you're looking at here, Form. And uh, we recently covered form on this channel is a game I recently played through and I really enjoyed it was a, a high quality albeit easy puzzle game uh, and really my only uh, complaint with it was the length it, this game's only about an hour long but um, but high quality yeah it's funny because you just got on the last show you said um, you know the PlayStation VR slump or whatever we were finally getting out of it and this is exactly what you were talking about because there was just not too many i mean i don't think you give sharknado enough of a no i'm just kidding um yeah this is pretty much it dude all those other games are they're they're okay but they're not going to be game of the month for sure and uh it's just another testament that may is going to be better and more to look forward to for playstation vr and um it needs to happen west because they didn't really get much so yeah not in april you know they were scheduled to get some stuff that kind of got pushed back and we'll get to that in a few minutes um but yeah when it came down to what they actually got in april it wasn't anything to write home about yeah but uh form's good this game is uh from charm games it was released on the 7th of april for 15 dollars uh $15 a bit questionable. I would like it better if it were 10 But if you like this type of game, if you if you like light puzzlers with a science fiction story behind it, uh, you might want to consider putting down the $15 because 
uh, I can say this definitively about it. It's a high quality uh, game. Like the, the production values are top notch in this thing. And it really is a, uh, uh, a good experience when, when you get in there. Yeah, I kind of feel the same way. You know, for, I mean, even for, I guess, a, an hour, 15 bucks is a little bit uh, steep. But um, for what you get quality wise, it's definitely worth it. Um, but I would feel better about getting it on a sale. But, uh, you know, if you really like these type of games, um, and if you're like me that doesn't like a super, super hard puzzler, uh, it's right up your alley. Yep, for sure. Great demo. Great demo title. Like, if you want to impress somebody and put them in VR, something that they can do uh, that isn't completely nerfed, uh, this is definitely something that would impress a newbie. Absolutely. Anyway, so uh, form... By default, the game of the month for PSVR. And that's going to bring us to Oculus Quest. And this first title here is uh, definitely, uh, it's been around a while uh, on PC and on PlayStation as well. Uh, a game that I haven't played, but a game a lot of people love, Guns and Stories Bulletproof. And I feel kind of bad, Roots, because we talked about this game recently. And we said we were going to go into it, but uh, I haven't had a chance to get into it yet. Have you? No. And that's the funny thing is how many times do we say we want to get into something and then just don't because we have to cover other stuff or, um, you know, we're playing abduction or just pretty much everything. And I know even myself, I've got more time than you do because your free time, we were just talking about one day of your two days off is literally the Monday show. So um, it's uh, it's hard to get into to some of these games, even though we want to get into them. And that's one of the reasons why we, created the backlog report and that's the other reason why we um did the uh, because i said so because it forces us to go into games that we would never never really get into um but we want to so yeah this is uh, definitely a cool looking title uh it comes to us from Mirowin, the same developer that's behind the boiling steel game that just released late last year this is uh a wave shooter and uh it's a western themed wave shooter but it's kind of science fiction as well it's kind of a arcade style comedy game uh loads of guns loads of humor and uh, a solid looking title just came to oculus quest on the 2nd of april and uh another thing i really like about this game roots 10 bucks yeah it's a really good deal i like the fact that you can watch people fly all over the place after you blow them up that's just me is good and you know Wave shooters can be good if there's a good story or there's humor to it or something more than just shooting things. 
Um, and this seems to have it, you know, I mean, you got a fat guy on a, on a bicycle who doesn't want that, especially in a, a Western shooter. So. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely think this looks like a lot of fun. Um, you know, when I was writing the show and I was putting together these lists, uh, you know, and I saw this and I was like, man, we didn't get into it and play it. I said, you know what? I'm going to play abduction for a little while. And then I'm going to, after that. I'm going to get in and play the play guns and stories bulletproof for a little while uh, so that I can talk about it for, with a little more experience. But uh, abduction sucked me in so hard that uh, I didn't have time to do it. So not the next, I assure you the next time that we talk about this game, it's going to be uh, from the position of, of having played it because I just think it looks super cool. Absolutely. And how true is that to you? Like you even said that you thought, uh, you'd been in abduction for 30 minutes and it turned out it was 90 and that's how I felt. I was like, Oh my God, where did, I didn't know I was in here that long. Um, just cause you're, you're focused on going around and doing the stuff. But, uh, I agree. It's one of the ones that I I'm going to make myself go into because, um, I think the devs are really good at what they do and I want to see what this game has to offer and, uh, you know, why not? So. Well, there you have it. Guns and stories, bulletproof coming to a backlog report near you yep So this is an interesting one. This is Iron Lights coming to us from a developer, one guy, uh, E. McNeil. It released on Oculus Quest on April 9th for 20 bucks. Now, we've covered this game a few times. This is a, uh, a different concept for a game. It's kind of a, a melee game versus a versus melee game that you can play against the bot or you can play against your friends. Um, but it's turn-based. It's not just a straight-up fight. It's more of a strategy game. And I get a feeling with this game, Roots, that it's more... Uh, it's one of these deals that's just going to be kind of hard to describe. You have to play it to, to understand because, you know, as simplistic as the game looks from the footage, pretty much everyone that has played this game has raved about it and said how great it is. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Cause my, you know, I've told you before, I'm not a big turn-based person, um, or melee, but, um, I haven't heard anybody say, man, this game sucks. You know, or I don't like it. You know, that's tried it. Everybody that I've seen is like, man, this is really cool. Even a lot of people that I actually respect their opinion on games have said they like it. So maybe I should try it. Maybe I shouldn't just write it off um but uh 20 bucks for something that i'm not sure if i'm gonna 
like or not you know maybe if the devs sent me a key i i well, actually if the dev does send me a key i'll definitely go into it but um you know it, it's it's intriguing enough and uh i've heard enough good things about it uh maybe i should give it a try yeah well i mean it always could come to viveport um but you know what's even a more likely scenario is that we might actually get a key one day because this developer e mcneil just so happens to be a member of our discord oh, oh. so uh if uh if you'd like to give feedback or or even ask the developer any questions that you might have about this game uh it's easy to do there you just have to scroll down to the description you'll see an invitation to our discord down there and uh we're in there day after day talking uh, vr sometimes talking some other stuff but uh uh it's uh it's a great place to go uh, if you want to stay abreast of the day-to-day goings-on of um, in VR. So definitely check out our Discord and uh, definitely check out Iron Lights because uh, all indications say that this game is a lot of fun. Yeah, absolutely. In 1995, Pixel Rift is back. Face the mighty power of 16-bit enemies. <laughs> the struggles of a nine-year-old boy. Battle of console fanboys. That's it. Real gamers need power. Power system is for squares. Cool kids go turbo. Power system. Turbo drive. Power system. Turbo drive. Power system. Turbo drive. Hey. Hey, Join Dot and help her save the multiverse from the evil Cyberman Lord. And so that brings us to our third and final entry for Oculus Quest in the month of April. And uh, Roots, I, I feel like this one doesn't need much introduction. Uh, the sequel to one of the most beloved titles from Gen 1 VR, uh, the sequel to Pixel Rip 1989. This is Pixel Rip 1995. And if you played 1989, you know what a retro-fueled nostalgia trip that it actually was and i feel like everything that the first game did this game did even better what did you think about pixel rip 1995 uh, i loved it i loved every minute of it i played through it in like a day and a half at the most um and uh it was super cool super nostalgic uh the gameplay as far as the different types of games brought back a lot of memories um so i really enjoyed it and uh 
I, I question anybody if they don't want to play it. But I mean, I don't know if you're not a retro player, you might probably might not like the gameplay, but everything else about it and how cool it is to watch the worlds come into your uh, virtual world that you're in a world playing a game and then that comes spills into it. It's just super cool. And, uh, you know, I thought it was, I chuckled at something somebody said in the discord. Um, they said, uh, like, man, I was flipping over all these cards and I was looking for like the virtual strangers in the game or whatever. And I was like, dude, we're not Nathy, man. We, I would be so <laughs> shocked if I saw us in there, that would be like the, the, the icing on the cake. And, but, uh, yeah, I just thought that was funny. Yeah, that's how we're going to know that we made it, Roots. When we end up in one of the Pixel Rip games, because they did the same thing in the first one. There were Easter eggs to a, a few different content creators. Not not many, but Nathy was in the first one. I know Frank was in the first one. Uh, I think PD's in this one, isn't he? Uh -huh. If he isn't, I'd be surprised, because he should be, because he's uh, that big in the industry. And, uh, you know, like you said, we know we make it when we get into Pixel Ripped uh, 2002 or whatever the next one's going to be. Um, but uh, no, it's uh, such a good game and, and definitely was at 20 bucks, right? Yeah, it's definitely worth yeah, $20, $20, man, That all day long. Um, they, they easily could have charged 30 bucks for this, but they didn't get greedy. And uh, I would recommend this to anybody, you know, and even if you don't like retro games, um, just everything else about it is super cool. And, uh, um, you know, it, the story was cool as well. You know, it made you feel for the characters. Uh, you know, you kind of got inside the mom's head and you understood a little bit more and she comes around and I won't go into too much detail cause I know you're still playing through, but it's, uh, it's one of, one of the favorite games I've had, um, played in the, in a while. Yeah, I agree. Just a load of fun here. It stayed true to the progression from that period. You know, when we moved from the 8-bit games into the 16 and then the 32-bit, uh, the games just got so much better. And I feel like that held very much true here, that the games that they put together in 1995 were just better than the uh, Game Boy games of the original. Yeah, I agree. And uh, when it comes down to the game of the month for Oculus Quest in April, uh, I kind of feel like it's a no contest here, Roots. I feel like Pixel Rip 1995 takes it running away, in my opinion. Yeah, mine too. It's definitely the only game of the three that I would say, man, you have to play this game. Um, the other two are, are uh, games that uh, I'd say, yeah, you should try it, you know, but this one you have to. You have to, you have to buy it, and if you don't, Roots questions your soul, and uh, that's pretty much it. Well, you don't want Roots questioning your soul, right? So if you've got an Oculus Quest out there and you haven't got this yet, uh, you know what to do. 20 bucks, put it up. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if your kids have played through this, right? You said your son played through it. Or was it, you say your son, right? He told you that uh, um, you had to, to punch that kid or something, right? Yeah, Brody, my 11-year-old... My uh, he did, he's not, he hasn't played all the way through it, but he's a couple of levels into it now and, uh, just loving it. Thanks. It's awesome. Yeah, it's super cool. I wish I had VR even, even though, when I was a kid, even though he, uh, he is of our generation, so he doesn't fully get the nostalgia of it. Uh, it's, retro stuff is what he's into. Actually, he's gotten the original Nintendo that that's what he wanted for Christmas. It was his main present that he asked for this past Christmas was a Nintendo Entertainment System, so that's what he got. Uh, he collects uh, albums. He collects vinyl. 
uh, he, he's very much into. He's got a Game Boy Advance. You know, uh, I've had him on emulators since he could walk playing these games. So uh, he's kind of um, in a unique position when it comes to playing this game. He 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 doesn't get the nostalgia on the level that we get it. But uh, he does get some of that same feeling from it that we do just because he's been playing this stuff his whole life. Yeah, that's cool. He's going to have his own uh, talk show podcast at some point, you know. He'd do it tomorrow if I'd let him. Yeah, I don't blame him. <laughs> anyway, Game of the Month, Oculus Quest, April, Pixel Rip 1995. Uh, definitely one that's going to be talked about again at the end of the year when we're talking about the Game of the Year. Cool. Peggy 7. So here we are, finally, we have come to PCVR, and uh, where these other two categories were pretty cut and dry, I feel like we've got a bit more of a debate on our hands here. What about you? Oh, yeah, man, and I still debate the, the guy puking in this video. I got to mention that every time I see him puking, it's just a, a question why they did it, but I get it, because, uh, um, you know, it's telling you you could puke in this, but... Man, what an amazing game. Just watching this trailer just reminds me how good this game is and how much uh, I enjoy playing it with uh, everybody in the community. I've even played it. Yeah, and this, I've even, and this is a dirty secret to let in on uh, Scion and everybody else. I, I've even played once or twice with you guys flat while you guys were playing VR um, just to see if I could get an edge up on you. Um, and I still enjoyed it flat as well. I mean, it's just such a good game to play. Um, but in VR, it uh, it's next level. Yeah, man, this game is just a perfect example of what I love about being a VR gamer. Because every month when we do these, these Game of the Month uh, episodes, we always end off by looking ahead at the, rec or at the uh, confirmed releases for the next month. And there never is much there. We, there never is a whole lot that we know is coming in the next month, but there's always games because they just drop out of nowhere. And this is a game that's been around a, a long time on flat, came out a few years ago uh, on flat, uh, but uh, released on April 1st from Cage Element into VR, 30 bucks. And I know many of us didn't pay that 30 bucks for it. But having played it, I got to say that it's probably worth the full price. Absolutely. $30 for this game is um, hands down worth it because there's so much to it. Even just myself, I'm I'm still way, way, way behind 
um, everybody else leveling wise and it makes a difference all the different cars you can unlock and uh and ch uh, change and, and each course is different and i'm learning stuff every time like you can in the air you're you're still able to control your you know speed up and use your um your boosts as a rocket type type of thing or um it's just so much to it that uh i just don't see how anybody except for wubby would um get bored with it and apparently she's not too hyped on it anymore but she's not much of a racer so wubby you need to get back in there with us because uh you're missed for sure yeah i gotta say roots you know even though we have a, a debate on our hands here of what what's going to be the game of the month if we were judging it based on play time in our community what game has the most hours of play time through everyone on our discord I mean, this game would take it hands down. It probably would double up on whichever one of these came in second place. Uh, everybody's taken to this game. I've talked flat gamers into buying this game uh, this month. So, uh, I mean, it's it's really a great game. And it's going to be hard to beat when we finally come down to uh, having to make a choice here. Yeah, what they the developers of Wreckfest need to learn from these developers, and they need to bring that game into VR because there's such a demand for it. Because I've been playing that with Radio Run as well lately, um, flat. But uh, it, you know, a good racer in VR is is kind of hard to find. Um, you know, before this game came out, I would have said Wipeout was just about the only one that was hands down amazing. Um, so, you know, I, I think it's an eye opener to a lot of these devs, um, or should be that you can get a, a completely different audience of people into your game in virtual reality and uh, double dip, you know, and I, I don't know how hard it was to bring this game into VR, but it definitely should show all of them that, you know, if you can get this game into it where you're flipping around and you're upside down and, um, and people play it and most people don't get sick, I guess somebody said that. I think it was, I don't know who it was. Somebody put their wife into it um, and uh, they're not, don't have their VR legs and it was not good. They had, they had to get out and lay down for like a couple hours. Um, so that is real for somebody. If you do have, you know, get VR sick, you, you might want to take this one easy to begin with and see maybe even third person. Uh, but uh, it's just so amazing that, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be hard to beat in my mind for the game of the month, but there's so many aspects of it. Like you said, um, it's not only about the enjoyment of the game. It's it's the artistic. It's it's a lot of things. So, yeah, we have to take into account what our personal favorites are, and then we also have to take into account uh, what our community thinks as well. Because oftentimes, uh, our favorites don't win. We we actually pick the one that everybody else uh, likes the most. Mm -hmm. um, so, we'll have to see. But this one again, definitely going to be hard to beat. Uh, when it comes to the second game on our list here, it's another game that we've already talked about uh, for Oculus Quest. Uh, but I felt like it, you know, like I said before, it's it's gotten so much uh, praise since release that it deserved to be on this list. And I'm talking about Iron Lights, uh, again, from E. McNeil. Uh, again, it came out on April 9th, 20 bucks, a solid title by all indications. Um, probably one that deserves to be checked out. Yeah, absolutely.
So, Roots, um, if I have to pick my favorite game off of this list of games, uh, I'm probably going to have to give it to Lies Beneath uh, because, you know, you know my taste. You know what I love. I love a good horror game, and uh, that's exactly what this is. You know, you say, and it's very true about racing games, uh, there's a lot of good racing games in VR, but there's not many great ones. Uh, I kind of feel like the same thing could be said about horror games. Uh, there's a lot of good horror games in VR. There's not very many great ones. Uh, and so far, my time in this game, I've enjoyed every second of it. Uh, challenging, sure. Uh, but uh, for the points you take away for challenge... Uh, I feel like they get it back and then some when it comes to style. Uh, a lot of style points awarded here for being the best example I've ever seen of a comic book adaptation in the VR. Yeah, in this game, um, you know, there's a reason why there's different uh, difficulty levels. Because if it's too difficult, you just put it on the easiest level and, you know, you can get... Well, I haven't tried that. I need to try that, Wes, because I want to see the whole game and there is no way in hell... I am getting through this game on the level I'm on, and I'm not even on the hard level. It is very difficult, um, but I would have to say uh, everything you just said, the, the style, you know, every a lot of horror games are good, but most of them don't think outside the box. This one is so far outside the box and so unique and so different, and it doesn't skimp on anything. You're still interacting with stuff. You still have the physics where you can't put your hands through everything. You have the reload of weapons. You've got throwing. I mean, you've got everything, dude. And then you add this lighter that not only should, lights up stuff, but it tells you which direction you go. It gives you a reticle on your gun. It, um, like it, the developers really, really thought out this game, and um, it's just amazing. And it, you know, it. For it to get as much uh, crap as it's got, or at least in our Discord in the beginning, about how difficult it is, like to the point where Alex was ready to, to he said, love-hate relationship, um, it's just amazing. Yeah, well, uh, apparently they've balanced it out a little bit since then, and uh, come to find out he was making it a little more difficult than it needed to be because uh, he, he didn't, he wasn't, reloading properly during mm. that, that scene he got stuck on so uh he, he thought that he had to manually put every shell into the shotgun instead of just grabbing them the way that you do okay um but uh you know everything you just said about this game absolutely true uh and i feel like the the game's biggest strength you didn't even mention there and that's the audio design in this mm. game this game is one of the best games i've ever heard in terms of audio design and uh you could go into this thing with your eyes shut and if you're in the the, the right scene it's still going to scare the crap out of you because uh you know these these big bad monsters in this thing sound scary as hell and they come at you fast yeah you're right dude and this is probably one of the games on your list for uh checking out with your ears when they come in um just because everything that's audio uh you know amazing in audio is something you're going to want to try again and uh this one definitely this i would say this game does everything right um and it's the biggest thing that's so cool is just the the comic book feel like you really are in this comic book um 
setting and uh that's hard not easy to do so yeah i mean i know this is the the game of the month for pc but uh again i just want to comment how beautiful this game looks in the oculus quest uh you know as good as it looked on pc it pretty much looked that good in the quest as well and i, I think that that's a, a credit to the developers and just goes to show what a talented group they have at drifter and well what's funny is you just uh you just gave me your um your decision you, you just said uh you know that this game of the month for pc so i might as well even before you know i i i i would have to pick this one as well even without going into the last game and then i i'll we'll go into it with the intention of um what's going to be the runner-up because i this just did so many things right um even as much as i love grip even as much as i love the next game um, I, I would have to say, hands down, this one is my my game of the month. Well, uh, that wasn't exactly what I was trying to say there. Uh, what I was trying to say was, even though we're talking about the game of the month for PC, oh, I got you. Uh, this game was awesome on Quest. But uh, now that you mention it, the next game is a very worthy contender as well, and we just talked about it, Pixel Ripped. 1995 you know we just said it all for uh oculus quest it all applies here as well and what i just said about lies beneath goes the same here it looks pretty much identical on both systems and you saw how good it looked on pc i mean that's what it looks like on that mobile device how amazing is that wow oh that's good I, you know and that's one of the reasons why i would love to have a quest is to play something like this or um or lies beneath uh, check it out on the quest as well so uh but uh i guess as i thought you gave out what it was i did give up my uh my choice which i i do believe for everything i just said as far as game of the month um for pc uh just lies beneath did every single thing so well in my opinion and so unique and different that uh it's um it's hard for me not to say that's the uh the game of the month for me anyway what about you yeah, I, I'm going to have to go ahead and agree with you there, but I'm going to go right on ahead here and um, and and give out the uh, the award for honorable mention because I feel like if I don't, that our Discord is going to string us up because everything that we just said about Lies Beneath is true. In my opinion, it was my favorite game that I played this last month, uh, and uh, probably the most one of the most unique. VR games I've ever played, but at the same time, uh, again, if we had to to give the award to the one that had the most hours played, it's got to go to Grip, right? Because uh, you know, again, an amazing, amazing game. How amazing was this month that we have Lies Beneath as the winner, we have Grip as the runner-up, and uh, we have Pixel Whip, Pixel Ripped over here, just kind of floating in the wind another solid title we could easily pick three this month right yeah it's funny when pick when pixel rip 1995 becomes floating in the wind when as amazing as it is that tells you how good the games were this month for pc vr um and uh and i'd have to agree with the uh, runner-up grip because it was a flat game that if you didn't tell me it was a flat game before I, I could easily believe it was uh, a VR game. Now, granted that the speed doesn't 
feel like you said, like with um, other games in VR where you just feel it as a little bit more. Even that one we talked about um, after. Uh, I can't remember what the name of it is. I should remember. Um, what was that one with the where you, the wheel? The one we went into... Um, where you, uh, Hyper Wheel yeah, Overdrive. Yeah, Hyper Overdrive. Yeah, you could feel it more in that one as far as flipping around. But uh, Grip did such a good job of porting over, and it's so fun. And um, I just I can't imagine anybody that likes racing games wouldn't enjoy it like i'm not even a racing person as far as gaming and i i love the hell out of that game so yeah it's definitely uh uh like right up there with lies beneath and and just because lies beneath was so unique and different and hit all of the categories um it uh it was just hands down the winner for me and a good runner up with grip yep uh, agreed uh on a side note, uh, Hyperwheel just got an update, and uh, I'm kind of curious to get back in that and see. You know, he's talking about adding in that third-person mode. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, we need to get in there, and there was somebody that bought it in the Discord. We need to get in there with them as well. Maybe Spry Guy or Radio Runt? One of those two, I think, maybe got it. Yeah, it wasn't Radio Run. I can't remember. Maybe, well, I don't even know, dude. I just I was going to say Driven By, but I don't think it was him either uh but yeah somebody in the discord owns it and uh um so we need to play with you yeah for sure all right anyway uh what a month roots and how could we have possibly seen it coming we knew that we were going to get lies beneath uh but grip fell from out of nowhere pixel rip came from out of nowhere uh this is how it goes in the world of vr and i feel like next month is going to be much more of the same and even though we've only got a few titles here listed as confirmed releases for the month of may uh you know it and i know it there's going to be stuff that just drops right and in a month's time when we're sitting here looking back at may i wouldn't be the least bit surprised that as good as april was that may could even turn out to be even better yeah who knows it'll drop out of nowhere man maybe wreckfest in vr just crossing fingers. Well, while we don't know the full extent of what's going to come in May, and we don't know uh, how many great games that we're going to get, we do, in fact, know at least of one really awesome game that's coming this month. Yeah, I can't wait to. All right, Roots, uh, I got to admit it, uh, I'm, I'm psyched. And, and 
it doesn't happen very often that I'm psyched for the release of a game that I already own and have had for quite some time. But the Persistence for a long time has been one of the best games on PlayStation VR. Not a whole lot to criticize here. Uh, one of the only criticisms I've ever had of it is uh, sometimes there are some graphical artifacts. There's some aliasing when running this game on the console. So now that I have the chance to uh, check this game out on some real true powerful hardware, dude, I cannot wait until the 22nd of May when this game drops. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. And like I was just telling you, I... um. You know, I only played a small smidge of this game to talk about it on the PlayStation VR, um, but I want to take somebody's stem cells, man. I want to, I want to upgrade myself. I really do. I, I, the way that this game looked in uh, PlayStation VR, even on the uh, Pro, I, I think it's going to look amazing on the uh, with a super sample of 2080, and uh, I'm super psyched to play through this um, and beat it. I'm going to beat it in about a day. And well, <laughs> maybe not, but I am going to play it day one and I'm going to, uh, I'm really going to enjoy it. So, yeah, same here. Uh, it, you know, whatever else may come from May, and we don't know what's going to be coming out in May. Uh, I got to feel like this is the hands on, hands down favorite for uh, game of the month and it's going to be one of the contenders for game of the year. I don't think the PC VR players understand how good this is you know this how many games do you know that are built from the ground up in vr that have came to flag gaming i mean right exactly that should be a testament it's going on the switch dude like i mean it's it, this game is really good and i think that pc vr people are going to be blown away by it and if you're not um i i wonder where 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 are you at in vr something's wrong with you yeah and I question your soul. Yeah, and well, you're making Wes question your soul, so that's really... <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, you know, we've we've uh, drooled all over this game for, for weeks on end now. I can't wait. Persistence coming out in just a couple weeks' time. Uh, stay tuned for more coverage. Yep. Uh, you know, and besides the Persistence, there's not a whole lot that we have confirmed uh, well, not, let me rephrase that. There's not a whole lot of great experiences that we have confirmed. There was tons of indie stuff, as there always is, that I didn't list on here. Uh, but one of the things we do know is coming uh, was something we just talked about yesterday, and that's House of Fear, which is a horror-themed uh, escape room coming to us from RVVR uh, on May the 7th. So what is that? Like three more days? Yeah. We're going to have this game. Uh you know, obviously indie, but uh, again, this just looks like the type of experience that I can get into. Uh, I just, I, again, I hope they haven't given their whole game away here in the trailer. Yeah, I hope it runs well on uh, PC as well. I mean, I'm sure it will because it's not like that other game, the um, the ones made for flat, your uh, your baby, your old baby that you threw out with the bathwater. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, I'm kind of hoping there's some creepy stuff in here that there's some stuff that, uh, you just don't know. And, um, yeah, it looks pretty intriguing as well. Yeah. Uh, something else I'm curious about is how much this thing's going to cost, you know, being an indie game, being in a, an escape room, I wouldn't expect it to, uh, you know, $20 is really the roof 
or it should be for a game like this. Yeah, maybe even ten, if depending on how good it is. If it's really good, then twenty bucks. Yeah, but we won't know for sure until we uh until we try it. Yeah, I would expect ten or fifteen, but we'll see. We don't have to wait very long. Yeah. Not only listed one more uh, game here for PC VR, and it actually is one that uh, we were supposed to get in April, but Panther VR did not make it to market as it was supposed to. And you know, it's almost like uh, we could have told you that it wasn't going to come because Wolf Dog Interactive took this game to Kickstarter and it had a very successful Kickstarter. But Roots, doesn't it seem like everything that goes to Kickstarter? Uh, ends up getting delayed at least a little bit. Yeah, it's weird, right? You think it gets sped up. You got the money. Get the get. Maybe well, I guess no. It makes sense. It's like I mean, if you if you have a vision for a game and you only have a limited fund, and then all of a sudden you get this influx of money, it's like okay, now we can do all this extra stuff, and so it's gonna do take a little bit more time to implement that. So I'd almost rather it does get delayed because if it doesn't get delayed, then um, that tells you they didn't really do much with that money. Or at least that would be my right. guess, right? Right. And, you know, we've said it a hundred times on the show here. We'd rather wait for a game than wait for a patch, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, Panther VR is a stealth action game from Wolf Dog Interactive. Uh, it come, uh, it, uh, it looks really cool, in my opinion. It looks fairly polished to be coming from an indie team for, for a Kickstarter game. And this was a fairly recent Kickstarter, too. It wasn't that long ago. So, uh, you know, I feel like uh, this game has a lot of potential. And uh, we're not just assuming that the game's coming in May. I mean, they changed the the, uh, the Steam page to say May. So we're not just assuming it because it didn't come in April that it was going to come in May. They're saying May. So uh, I would fully expect that we're going to get this any day now. Yeah, and like all the gadgets and and toys they got the grappling hook the the remote controlled car the flying drone you know it uh, looks like they there's a lot of cool things to do and it looks like if they do it well this is going to be a really amazing game yeah i'd like to talk to some of the people that have been playing at some of the the uh the backers of the kickstarter if you back this game and you've been playing it in early access let us know in the comments down below or again you can join our discord and uh come and have a conversation with us on there about it because i'm really curious as to how this game's turning out yeah me too all right roots that's going to bring us to oculus quest and again i didn't put a whole lot down for any specific category this month uh but that goes doubly for quest i've got a couple of titles listed here first of all uh on the 5th of may the early access for echo vr is going down and uh, this is free for all. Anybody that wants to get in on it can. And it's going to remain open until the game launches, whenever that may be. But, uh, I mean, as far as free stuff goes here, pretty high-quality deal, right? Yeah, plus it's, you know, there's not too many experiences or not enough experiences of multiplayer that you can play PC to Quest. So I guarantee Scion is going to convince Gaming Science Teacher to get in this and check it out at least since it's free um and maybe she'll love it you know uh, i know i haven't given it enough um a love especially on the last episode but uh i mean looking at it it looks amazing you know i mean it's definitely not uh a, a graphically challenged game it looks really good 
And um, if you like floating around, I just, maybe a, the thing is, Wes, is I just never got good at it. So I convinced myself it sucked because I suck. Um, that's a very good possibility. And it, you know, Oculus Studios, we just, I was just saying that there's not a good uh, or a bad game that they put out. It may not be your cup of tea, but they, um, they really do only back the good ones. So. Yeah, I'm interested to see what this looks like in uh, Oculus Quest. To be honest, I might go into it just for that. But uh, on top of that, Scion says that uh, you can do private matches in it now, too. So that's a big plus for me because, you know, the the main thing I didn't like about playing the game was the community. So uh, if I I can do it with my community, uh, it may be a totally different experience. Yeah, and if you could be on Scion's team because he said he's like the best player well he never said that but he's probably pretty good at it so yeah main fan said he was he, i guess he showed main fan how to uh play echo vr way back when and uh schooled him oh wow well maybe i'm afraid to go oh, i gotta be on your team scion or you know it's like when i was a kid you know we'd play football in the neighborhood and i don't when i was little i'd always like my dad would play with us and i would like have to be on his team because you know you got an adult on your team you're gonna win so um but uh yeah so i want Sion. i want you to be my dad and join me in the game and uh that sounds weird saying that i don't want you to be my dad <laughs> yeah you know if uh if Sion were your dad you'd legally be a canadian Rich. oh god i can't do that and never mind <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh i got another one listed here for oculus quest uh may the 7th 2020 is going to bring audio trip to the Oculus Quest. This is a uh, uh, a rhythm game, Roots, and uh, unlike most uh, rhythm games that we've talked about on this channel, uh, this is a really popular one. People like this one. Uh, it's got some different nuances to it, even though it has a lot of the same stuff as well. Uh, I think the main thing here with Audio Trip is uh, the soundtrack. A lot of platinum recording artists have given their songs to audio trip and i think that it's reflected in the user reviews and it's trippy dude i mean we like trippy stuff that looks weird now the one of the things is i was watching this trailer that tripped me out the most and i feel like it's um fake news ain't no that many people using the cosmos dude there is no way man let's put it let's put put an index in this commercial let's put a uh, oculus rift s in it and let's not lie to the world and say hey look at everybody's using the cosmos uh, they're out I think, there. I think. I actually think. Is that a Cosmos or a Vive? Pro? Oh, maybe it's Look. a Vive Pro. Yeah, yeah that that I buy. Pro. That I will buy because the Vive Pro is a really good product, but uh, expensive. You, uh, yeah, I was about to say if you're going to buy a Vive Pro, then uh, you're, you're going to be out some money, bro. Yeah, but at least you can go even, wireless. That's the thing. Even though they have they have uh, they have cut the prices quite a bit since people quit buying the products. I feel like I maybe I'm missing out on this game because we initially just totally blew it off just to, you know, said, eh, this is nothing because uh, it was during our segment of all the uh, um, different Beat Saber clones or whatever. But this one looks different in its own right. So I do need to get in and check this out because enough people have said it's really good that um, it probably is really good. Yeah. And I think it may even be on Viport. So we might not even have to throw down the cash if you want to check it out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, again, this is from Kinematic Studios, May 7th, uh, coming to Oculus Quest. So just a few more days, 
and uh, Quest players are going to be. Uh, and again, you know, how well suited is that mobile unit for uh, this type of game? I mean, it really just uh, it's a perfect match. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a good price too, right? Well, I guess it doesn't have the—I don't have the price on there. But uh, how much was it? Do you know on the PC? Can't be more than twenty uh, bucks, right? Yeah, I, I wouldn't think so. I don't—I didn't put it down on here, but I don't know. Yeah, but, uh, I, I'm thinking twenty bucks is probably right around where it's at. Yeah, me too. Anyway, that's going to bring us to PSVR and like Quest. I just wrote a couple of them down here. The first one. Uh, is actually already out. It came out on May 1st. Down the Rabbit Hole was one of the very best games that uh, released in March. Uh, we were expecting it to come to PSVR in April, but it slid all the way to May 1st. Uh, and, you know, uh, if you're on PlayStation VR and you're having uh, difficulty finding some new solid games to play, uh, this is one of the best releases this year. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. And especially since there's not been much coming out. Like, you have to have owned this one. I'm, I'd be surprised if any PlayStation VR person didn't pick this up because it's so good. And um, and it's one of the only ones that has came out in the last month or so that's worth it. So, um, besides the next one that we're going to be talking about. But, uh, yeah, no, I really enjoyed this game. Um, for so many different reasons, story especially, but uh, the scale, everything. So, yeah, again, uh, just a, a awesome world to visit. Uh, it the uh, being immersed in this world and the way that they put the levels as you descend down through them, and the way they kind of loop back into one another, I thought was really cool. And that was probably my favorite part was just being in this one. Like I feel like on flat it wouldn't work half as well as it does in VR. Yeah, and what's funny is I um, I keep watching this trailer, Wes, and I, I'm going to go back in and play it again, maybe just to get all the the cards or whatever, or whatever right. it was. Yeah, um, just because, I, you know, I blew through it. I really enjoyed it, but I really did enjoy it, and it makes me want to go back in, and I, I can't say that for a lot of games. Um, so. Yeah, for Roots to beat a game and then go back... Uh... I mean, that says something. That should tell you PSVR owners out there all you need to know. Uh, go get it. Yeah, yeah, because I blew a lot of people away when I said that um, I beat Half-Life Alex and I was done with it. Um, although I am starting to get a little bit of an itch for that, and I was thinking a good Monday show topic at some point would be um, once they've came out with a few more mods, you know, the, the best five Half-Life Alex mods or something of that nature. Um, that will get me back into it, but uh, yeah, I agree. Well, for sure, that would be a good uh, topic, but uh, we've already discussed uh, on a Monday show, I don't know, I want to say th maybe three weeks from now, uh, that we were going to do uh, a Monday show just about mods in general. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that could definitely be uh, one of the mods that we visit or, or Maybe even two of them. There's so many of them already, and they haven't even released the tools for it yet. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, but the other title for PSVR, another one that we keep coming back to during this episode, Pixel Rip 1995, released on all major VR platforms in the month of April, save one PSVR. And they said it would be coming to PSVR in May. And uh, I got to feel like, um, you know, there, there were times when I was playing this game 
that I kind of wish that I was playing it on PSVR because the tracked gamepad works so well in this kind of game. Yeah. Did you use a gamepad for this when you played it on PC? No. Okay. I just use my, my touch controller. Yeah, so it's still tracked, but it's not as tracked. You're right. Um, and one of the things, it's 20 bucks. I'm assuming, on the same on PlayStation VR. And um, this is my prediction. I'd be surprised if anything better than this comes out in this month for just because it's so good and uh um i i my prediction is it's going to be the game of the month for may but who knows who knows what the hell will drop out of nowhere well that's the thing right nobody knows as is always the case games are going to drop without much warning and specifically on psvr uh they are expecting gorn to drop any day you know the gorn developers came out uh, last week and said that by the this past Monday, not today, but last Monday, that they would have the game uh, release date announced and that within uh, like a week or two of that, the game would launch. Uh, they came back out later that week and their publisher said not so fast. Uh, they're, they're having, there's some kind of deal going on getting it published, but the game's complete. It's ready to release. And I got to feel like we could have Gorn on PSVR any day. How exciting uh, is that, man? So the PlayStation VR people get to break their TVs too, man. I'll tell you <laughs> I warn you all don't, don't think that's a joke, man. You need to stay back from your TV because so many people have broken their TVs. I mean, granted, you know, it's not vacation simulator and you're, like Wes when he broke his TV, but um, Gorn is just, you get so wrapped up and, and the presence in that game is so good. You do forget that you're in a game and you're just wildly punching and doing all sorts of stuff and, uh, or whatever, swinging the weapons. And next thing you know, you know, you're buying a new TV. Yeah. You know, the really crazy thing about Gorn on PSVR, uh, one of the most hyped releases I've ever seen on PSVR. It's nuts how highly anticipated Gorn is on PSVR. And I don't know why. I mean, it's not like Gorn was the game of the year or anything. Like, Gorn's a solid title. Uh, but PSVR's got stuff coming that's way better than Gorn. Yeah, but what's funny is it's because it's like having that, you know, your neighbor that's got something that you don't have. You know, PlayStation VR has watched PC VR have it, you know, and they, they've wanted it for so long that it's kind of like they're salivating for it. Um, so that's kind of I, at least what I believe, you know, it's like when you have you get something you couldn't have before for so long, um, you're just really, really psyched for it. Yeah. So, yeah, Gorn could uh, definitely come this month. I, I, if I had to bet on it, I'd say that it probably does drop in the month of May. Only time will tell. Uh, the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners for PSVR Roots, uh, it's pretty much done. The developer came out this past week. They said that it turned out awesome for PSVR, and they are moving on to Oculus Quest now. So uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is in full development for Oculus Quest, and uh, Walking it could uh, drop on PSVR anytime. Certainly a possibility that PSVR players could be getting that game this month. And if that happens, uh, good luck to Gorn. Good luck to Pixel Rip 1995. 
because the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is one of the very best games I've ever played. Yeah, it's going to be the best for both of those platforms, probably. Definitely the Quest for sure, because they, you know, they're limited in games um, compared to PlayStation VR that's been out for so long. Uh, but uh, it will be the best Oculus Quest game out there when it drops, and uh, probably will be for the PlayStation VR as well. Yeah, well, definitely uh, one of the best this year. Yeah, I mean, when you when you start talking about PSVR all time, not all time. Right? Uh, there's some there's some really good ones on there, but I mean, it's right up there with it. It's that good, right? I, yeah, I just offended Wes. He's thinking of RE7, and he's like, "Don't you even dare put it." <laughs> and I would have to agree, man. Well, listen, it, listen, man. When that game came out and I started playing it, I mean, there was a good solid month there where I was saying that I liked it better than RE7. Uh, you know, I've just kind of came back over time and said, you know what, you know, RE7, I don't know if anything's ever going to, uh, take me the way that one did. Jack, um, I've never felt fear like I have in a VR game. Um, you know, and main fans, he says he even wants me to, he wants more of me playing that game because I, you know, I, I pulled all my, uh, all my gameplays off of that channel because, uh. I, I don't like myself cursing that much anymore, so it made me not like it. So I might have to do it again without uh, all the profanity. Well, there you go. Uh, if you don't know Resident Evil 7 and how good it is in VR, then clearly you don't know Jack. Yeah, that's right. You don't know Jack for sure, man. And uh, it was so good, dude. Even like I, I have said in the past, the video, when I put the video in the video um, VHS player, and the whole thing that went down and i was like it was just so next level the, the shock of what happened and i was like oh my god like i it got my heart pumping like any no other game has so yeah uh so yeah gorn could come any day walking dead saints and sinners could come any day dreams could come any day roots and that you know that's not to even mention iron man vr which was supposed to be released in the month of may so uh i mean if the stars align correctly, this could be a banner month for PSVR. Absolutely. And then what about stuff like Undead Citadel and uh, Vin VR Adventure? Both of those are Q2 games. And here we sit, you know, directly in the, the middle of Q2, uh, staring down the, the back end. And where are those games, Roots? Well, I mean... They could come this month as well, right? Man, it's so crazy, man. That's what's so exciting about VR. And it's kind of one of those things that I don't look forward to um, virtual reality becoming as mainstream. Only the few things. Uh, because, you know, that once it truly becomes mainstream, uh, you won't see releases like that as often. It's just very rare in the in the gaming world to just have something drop out of nowhere. Uh, they like to, to hype it up and um, at least give you some knowledge. So... Yeah, so uh, we could get either of those, which I got to say, Vin, uh, they're hyping their game on a daily basis. If you follow them on Twitter or if you're a member of their Discord, uh, they're putting out concept art pretty much every day and dropping little tidbits about their game. So uh, I'm not sure when that game's coming, but I, I get the feeling that it's not going to be very long. And then, uh, you know, anything could come. Sniper Elite. That game is, is should be pretty close to being done. It's been in development forever. Um, anything. A ton of great games coming to VR this year. 
any of them could drop at any time. We've seen it time and again. Uh, what do you think about population one? I just uh, somebody was telling me I was derail in the in a Discord whispered me and said that they're now accepting um, people in for the beta again for a new beta and like they've done some work and stuff and so uh, I told him yeah hell yeah I want to get into it and then I forgot about it and I didn't do it so I need to do it but uh, um, that's on the horizon as well. I don't know population one with me is borderline golem status at this point. Uh, you know, eventually I just quit talking about Golem because so many times it was supposed to come and it didn't. Uh, I kind of feel like Population 1's getting getting to be in that territory now. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. If Golem came out for the Epic Game Store, would you pick it up? Yeah, dude. That's one of the best games on PSVR. And it's beautiful, too, on PSVR. Yeah, that would be so awesome. So, yeah, Golem, go to Epic Game Store and we'll get it for you for PC. <laughs> Hey, that's very possible, you know. this It was a Sony commissioned game, but it wasn't, you know, first party. That game came from, uh, uh, shoot, now my, I'm having a brain for it, and I can't remember what the developer's name is, but uh, that wasn't a, a Sony-owned studio. I'm, I'm fairly certain it came from a, a third party. Mm, so. Cool. That would be nice. Anyway, that's going to wrap it up for this episode of the Money Sh Monday Show. The Money Show. Mm -hmm. It's the Money Show, folks. Oh, hell yeah. Now, if you want, if you want to see the Money Show, there's one way you could do it, and that's by supporting our channel on Patreon. And uh, we don't do it every week, but uh, occasionally on Patreon, we will drop bonus content. And maybe, who knows, Roots? Maybe we should change the name of that to the money show yeah that sounds good the money show you're spending some money you get the free show behind the scenes <laughs> yeah so uh definitely uh for those of you who'd like to support the channel that's one way to do it another way would to be it would be to subscribe if you're new to the channel don't forget to click the bell as well to keep up with all of our um keep up with all of our content here on the virtual strangers channel absolutely with that said, friends, we would like to thank you once again for watching. And for Roots, I'm Wes. We'll see you tomorrow, friends. Bye-bye. Take it easy.